0: hello everyone and welcome to the weekly daily podcast my name is chris aka necronominoms joining us as always is our co-host beck
1: hello how you doing
0: i'm doing all right how are you
1: doing pretty good just doing normal adult life stuff paying bills and enjoying the cold it's been like 41 degrees out here so
0: yeah it's been about the same over here it's chilly i'm not liking it
1: yeah, like, what, what happened to, like, uh, maybe I missed it, like, the, the 50 degrees and the, like, 60 degrees. Like, it went from, like, 70 or 80 here, like, last week, straight to, like, 40. Like,
0: yeah, like, it it did something s- like that over here, too. Yeah,
1: give, give me, like, a 50 or 60. Come on. Wait, make it gradual. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't ready.
0: <laughs> oh, but, boy.
1: Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, what, what games have you been up to lately?
0: Uh honestly just the same old same old like nothing's really changed i'm a boring person with a boring life and boring games
1: (laughs) that's fair that's fair like i think a lot of the games we played we played together like we went back to ember knights because that got an update uh we talked about that in a previous one i don't even remember what the update actually added but i think it was just like some minor stuff right
0: I think, I don't think you experienced everything the update added either. Um, but okay. like, I think it added some like extra, like an extra like side room. Uh, I think they added, uh, what was it? Like the, the different rewards that the rooms get having like stuff like individual gems right, instead right. of like picking them.
1: Yeah. Um, it seemed like there's like, it was easier to get a bunch of crit. <laughs> like we were just kept going to like the crit room that, that was new.
0: Yeah. And there uh, was like the or- weapon tuning
1: weapon tuning I, I might not have seen that one. Oh, like just just bouncing out the weapons
0: yeah did you see what the staff did no so the staff has its own skill attached to it uh for a start like as you start the game
1: oh okay well that's cool i like that instead of just being like you got of zap till you get like a skill like in a stage or two or whatever yeah that's cool that's cool uh yeah i like that game it's fun to go back to
0: yeah we get to like go back to it as it evolves and just do a full run of it. uh we've gotten to the point where the uh run is possible,
1: yeah, the only thing that messed me up is like the whole skill tree stuff because we were just using you as the host and we were and we were using essentially all of the points that we built up on your all the ether or whatever ether that built up on your accounts for the skill trees and then whenever I went to play with you guys, you're like, oh, you're gonna start at like zero and I was like, oh that sucks, but yeah, yeah you. You were fine you were like fooled out like i had no res the whole time like but everybody else had a res and that that stuff really annoys me i hate when i play a game and i feel like everybody else is ahead of me because they've invested more time in it but in this case it was just like the game updated you now have your own personal stuff
0: yeah that was uh that was a really weird thing where like i don't know i guess they it would would have been hard to make that happen for like everyone who played but uh it feels kind of like weird that you can be in that situation uh, after yeah, that, an update.
1: Yeah, that just if it seems like we're just gonna grab your save file, we're just gonna take take it, put it into our computers, and just be updated like that.
0: Yeah, we should probably look into that.
1: Uh, so we'll probably end up doing that. Uh, what else did we play? I've been trying to finish out shout out Apex because for some reason I keep buying the battle pass for like because you get the recycled amount of in game currency, like the paid currency. And I just keep buying the battle pass so that i am be like, okay, I got an extra 200 that I can spend now after getting to the max level. So I'm just trying to finish that battle pass. Uh, same with tower of fantasy. Um, yeah, it's annoying.
0: (laughs) Apex is, uh, still rough for me where I just can't seem to break a certain damage threshold. Uh, I'll be, I'll have games where I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing really well. I'm hitting a lot of shots and then we'll get to even when we win, like we'll get to the end screen and it'll be like you did 200 damage. Like, wait. How did I go an entire game and only do 200 damage?" Right? I am just straight up being carried at all times and it sucks.
1: That's how I feel too whenever I play with like other people too.
0: Yeah. I don't like it.
1: Uh, Like uh, you just got to practice shooting, but yeah, I I get the feeling of just. Yep. I feel like I've shot a lot of bullets and then the game finishes and you're like, I've done nothing.
0: Yeah. I managed to, we died early in a game and I managed to only do seven damage somehow. And I don't know what produced that result.
1: Did you kill a person with that?
0: Uh, Yeah, no, that was the one where like uh, our friend uh, had him at like nothing. And then I just turned around and shot him and it turned out that that kill was seven damage.
1: The seven damage is like either the spray of a shotgun or the first bullet of like an SMG.
0: It was, yeah, it was, it had to have been something like that. I don't know. It was probably an alternator.
1: Checks out, checks out. Yeah. It also to like not be a headshot too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That happens to me too. I always secure the kill that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um. What else? I've been playing Pokemon Masters EX, like the mobile game for Pokemon. Not 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 Go, but Pokemon Masters, and uh, that updated to the Halloween event. Every time I play like a mobile game, I'll play it for like a year till it comes back to Halloween, and I'm like, I have all this currency saved so that I, I can pull on all the Halloween characters. And it's at that point, so I'm spending currency that I've saved up. Nice. Yeah, they, they added uh, Iris. I like Iris, even though she's really cringe in the anime, but she's really cool. She's like the only character that Ash travels with in the anime. That's like a champion. So I was like, "Cool
0: Halloween nice. outfit
1: for her." <laughs> nice. Uh, but I don't think I've been playing any other like games.
0: Yeah. No, that's about the same for me. So we're in the same boat.
1: I, I guess League, if that counts for anything. And I went back to Genshin.
0: Yeah, I'm. That's- I. Y'all went back to Genshin. I'm like, should I? And I'm like, no, nah, I, sh- I don't need to.
1: Yeah, it's more of the same, pretty much. And Tower Fantasy has better movement. I, I, playing Genshin actively makes me worse at Tower Fantasy.
0: Yeah, no. Well, the, I can see that. The,
1: the, the one reason, well, outside of just the movement, like Tower Fantasy just has better movement. So therefore, Genshin would feel worse for me. But in Genshin, whenever you use like a big skill, like your ultimate or whatever it's called, it's called a discharge in Tower Fantasy, I believe. No, no, your big elemental attack, whatever. Um, ta- Genshin gives you iframes Tower of Fantasy does not so like you release a big attack and then a monster will hit me while I'm releasing it I'm like, damn it Genshin he made me feel like I was safe <laughs>
0: yeah no um, I uh Tower of Fantasy is starting to I'm at that like I, I feel petty I am petty because uh, <laughs> part of the reason I quit Genshin was because I didn't get the 5 star I wanted
1: oh my god
0: like because it was the the last event that i did was the one where yelan came out and um i didn't get her i was like i'm, I'm gonna install this now tyra yeah. fantasy uh <laughs> i got the last banner character uh i don't think i can get this current banner character and cobalt yeah cobalt i don't think i'm gonna be able to get her and i definitely had a thought for a moment of okay time to uninstall
1: i am absolutely petty that's fair like i i understand that feel that sentiment i suppose um i would have said just not to pull until you like can guarantee that you get the character like the pity pool
0: yeah but what if i Mm. get it get it though you know (laughs)
1: you you won't we've done a lot of testing we've done so much testing with specifically tower fantasy where if you're trying to pull the character like you have to pretty much either get them on the pity or you well there's a 50 50 too so the pity is like pulling enough of the doing enough pulls that you get this like dust or whatever it's called flame gold dust i think or something and that that after you have 120 of that you could just make the character but it goes away at the end of the banner um and then the pity is a 50 percent chance that when you hit that pity at 8, at eight pull, 8-10 eight, pulls, you will get that. You will have a 50% chance to get them. I mean, every pull is either you get them or you don't. But, like, it's it seems to be, like, very low if you're not on pity pulling the character. Like, incredibly low. But it can happen. So I can understand the cope.
0: Yeah, I mean... Given my Genshin look, I just thought that I could pull and get it, you know?
1: In, in Genshin, I I just did what you did, where, like, it was that Anubis-looking boy that came out. He's, like, Electro, he's cool. he's, like, just better razor. And I did the same thing where I just logged in, did two pulls, got him, and I'm like, I didn't even want him. But, like, I, there's another character coming out who's, who's an, an Archon. I've never gotten an Archon. And I want the Archon because I don't have one. But I know because I want them, I'm not going to get them. So if only I didn't want them, I would get them. That's how it normally goes for me.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. The game knows. They, they can feel my true emotions. I can say I don't want the character as much as I want. But if it knows my true emotions, it's not going to give me that character.
0: Yeah, you have to believe it from the heart.
1: Yeah, I've I played a, a numerous amounts of gotcha games where I'm like, wow, that character looks dumb. I don't like how they play. And I, if I truly feel that, I will get them 100%. It, it happens all the time.
0: You just have to tell a lie that you yourself believe. That's what makes a good lie. So
1: Nope. My heart of hearts knows. <laughs> um, one last thing to talk about is, I-, I know I mentioned the League, but there's like a UI update with how they do the uh, rep- representing the like battle pass and stuff. It's like a whole separate tab now. It's like the event shop. Uh, that's been weird. It's just It just looks weird. I don't know if you remember talking about that at any point. It updated, yeah. like, a few a few weeks ago, but, like, so, like sometimes we play, and then I look at that, and I'm just like, man, that looks weird.
0: I remember y'all showed me a picture of it, and I was like, this looks, uh, like, either, like, a mobile game or, like, an MMO that, like, just shoots you with everything at once. Like, one of the free-to-play, like, Korean MMOs that, like, yeah. just throw a lot of stuff at you.
1: Hit you with all that information at once.
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's really weird
1: yeah so that's that's about it we could get into news
0: (laughs) yeah sure oh man where do we start let's go for a shorter story first just um following up on last week uh adriana chechik uh who was injured at twitchcon uh following a jump into a foam pit that apparently wasn't that soft Uh, she has reported that her injuries were actually worse than initially thought. Uh, she did undergo a five hour, 30 minute bone fusion surgery. Uh, and she is also undergoing physical therapy. Um, she spent a lot of time like, uh, documenting how physical therapy has been going for her. She's talked about, uh, having, trouble just getting up it's like taking a whole day just to like get her to get up and when she does she's in intense pain and stuff like that uh walking is obviously difficult uh stuff like that um really unfortunate stuff but uh she is on the mend but like certainly not okay right now
1: right did she say she's gonna like do anything like legal, legally wise
0: legally um she hasn't said anything yet uh i imagine that is because she is focusing on recovery right now which makes sense uh it's really hard if you can barely sit upright right then you don't have a whole lot of brain space to think about lawyers and stuff so i imagine if that happens that's going to be when she's recovered enough to be able to function without being in pain
1: yeah yeah hopefully goes
0: well for her yeah if you're uh confused uh about like walking after surgery uh don't be because that's a thing uh i know this personally because i've been through major surgery and they want you to walk they do not care how much pain you're in they're like get up we're going down the hallway uh (laughs) It's wild. Like, there, because it's supposed to be, it's supposed to help with the recovery process if you can, like, get up and move around and get the blood moving. But, like, it hurts so much right after you've been cut open to, like, have to go on a stroll down the hallway. (laughs) Even on pain meds, there's a point where pain meds stop working. You can be pumped full of morphine and still be in pain.
1: Right. I've
0: personally been maxed out on that stuff and still hurt.
1: I can only imagine. I've never had any surgery past, like, dental work. Yeah. yeah, I can't relate.
0: Yeah, that's how she's doing. She'll be uh, recovering over time, and uh, hopefully something will come of it uh, against the organizers of the event, because, like, this is obviously not okay. Multiple people went through... uh, either injuries or just general pain, uh, very dangerous stuff, and uh, something should be done to make sure it doesn't happen again.
1: Deeper ball pit.
0: That would be nice. That that would be a start. That would be a start. <laughs> yeah, uh, next up, we have uh, Old School RuneScape, uh there was a 16 billion bounty, uh 16 billion gold bounty that was uh picked up for a PvP kill. Uh this was a bounty on uh C Engineer. Uh this was f- he was going through a two-year-long Iron Man run when he was uh taken down. Uh I don't have like a whole lot of experience in like high level old school runescape play. Because I never got that far, uh, it was really entertaining reading how they went about it. Because it was this was a whole ambush. This is they they covered exits. They like set stuff up. Like they were ready to take this guy down.
1: Yeah, the one guy wasn't even ready for it. He was like making tea or something at the time. So yeah, he was like, I was yeah. making tea, <laughs> and they already killed him and everything. Because. Uh, I I don't think I played on PvP servers. I de- maybe once or twice I did. I definitely played in the wilderness a few times, just because PvP is fine. Uh, and, and in the wilderness, there's only like I believe, how, depending on how deep you go, there's a level differentiation between you and who, someone who can like attack you or vice versa. So if you're just going like right outside the wilderness, um, I don't remember the name of it. zones. I shouldn't, and I don't want to try to remember them. But there's one area with like uh, where dwarfs are. I think. The wilderness is right on the border of that um it was, and i remember just going there a lot and you could just like go out like not a few steps but like a decent amount and the the differentiation was like i think 10 levels someone could attack you which wasn't much and normal typically most fights end with like someone just running back into the town or whatever so eh, i just thought the story was interesting because it's runescape and people still go hard on it it's just funny to me
0: yeah it is fun to see that that's still alive and well uh yeah i have dabbled in uh runescape uh like as recently as a year ago i think like within the last year i've uh messed with both old school and the the new
1: runescape uh which one do you think you like
0: honestly at the very least i think i like old school runescape just because like the new one i don't understand
1: and the new one to me just looks like a, like a stereotypical like hotkey based MMO. Like it was just trying to be like wow or whatever.
0: Yeah, it looks like that, but I don't understand any of the like progression systems or how like what I should be going for, or what I should be doing. Uh, maybe that's the problem. Is just I know old school Runescape better, uh, and I know like what I should initially be doing at the beginning. Uh, and like I know all the locations, everything where everything is. Uh Because I thought that, like, the newer RuneScape was the same map and everything, and some of them, some parts look like the same map, but some parts don't. So, I I just don't fully understand it, I guess, and that's why I probably like the old school one better.
1: Yeah, I I think whenever RuneScape Mobile came out, I think I might have played some. Which, that was a few years ago now, right?
0: Yeah, that would have been two or three.
1: Yeah, that's whenever I dabbled again in I was like I had a goal I think I tried to like I was like no, I'm just gonna do like archery this time and stuff and I just went to nostalgic areas and shot a at some scorpions and stuff it, it, it was like a legitimately normally I don't view games this way but it did feel like I was just doing a time waster like I was just just burning time and I, I was happy doing it but it legitimately like I just view it as a time waster
0: yeah runescape is just farming up your skills like That's most games. Like a lot of of games are just like
1: leveling up and increasing eye level or whatever you it is. Just a lot of games are that way. But specifically for some reason RuneScape, because I maybe it's because of like the negative feelings I have towards it, just like how it actually plays out, how it's not really like it's hard to really cooperate with people just on quickly. Um I just feel like there the the ends to this is just me leveling something up and I don't really enjoy it. That's that's how I feel. RuneScape yeah. Is. For most games I play, like even WoW to some extent, like I'll enjoy the combat. In RuneScape, like the combat sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just tapping the person.
1: Yeah, even like a turn-based RPG, like a single player turn-based RPG, at least I can like enjoy that. This RuneScape is just like nah. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh we can move on uh Oh, let's talk about G4 uh real quick uh so g four t v after its uh revival last year is now uh shut down after eleven months uh only
1: eleven months I, th- I really thought it was a year
0: it was almost a year it was eleven months hmm. uh it was last November it looks like that they came out uh yeah, the way- I, oh yeah go, go ahead?
1: ahead uh nope nope you. Oh, okay. I'm I'm deposing you. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) So the way that they revealed this was through a memo that was sent out. Uh, There's actually a tweet of the memo taken here. So the memo says uh, essentially that like they go through, you know, oh, we were happy to have everyone. We worked really hard to generate income and viewership, uh, but viewership is low and we're not really sustainable. So They say that they are, uh, immediately discontinuing G4 operations, uh, which that is already that, that right there is the main thing is they just cut it off as of that memo. Like there's no, there was no time for anyone like a two week notice or a one day notice. There was just, you know, it was cut off. People were talking about like, they couldn't get get on their slack and were just confused because they were like, why? what's happening today. Some people didn't find out that this was happening until they saw the tweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you pointed out the immediate thing to me and that, that, that threw me off. But like, I saw like, um, Gerard, the completion, completionist, like a a YouTube, pretty popular, like YouTube person. Um, just being like, yeah, this is how I found out I lost my job. That's terrible.
0: Yeah, that is terrible. um, really sucks uh for the people i mean g4 was something that like it was it was it wasn't going to do well i think like from the start just especially if their goal was to just do g4 and not evolve at all right i mean for for me like i think about g4 and what it was back then and i think the reason it worked was because it was a haven for people who liked gaming that was like more of a mainstream thing uh, at a time when gaming was still not like as cool, right? Like it wasn't something that you uh, talked about as in depth, I think, uh, on a wide scale. And so for me, G4 TV was uh, where I got a lot of my information on gaming. It was where I watched E3 and stuff like that. It was, there wasn't much in the way of like, information and stuff like that back then
1: yeah I, I, I agree it was just like a safe haven and stuff not like safe haven isn't I maybe mean, not the right word but like just a place for nerds to go to like hear about niche games and stuff watching x play and uh, tag of the show it was just attack of the show to tell like it was just computers sometimes being like here's the new graphics card like i was so young i'm like i don't even have a graphics card on my computer it's the windows ninety <laughs> two computer. Um, so like, yeah, but they were, I believe with the relaunch of it, they're just trying to play on like a lot of nostalgia for it. And I believe a lot of those people have like, who were like adults back whenever G4 came out are probably in their forties or fifties. Like I'm 30 and I was like a very young adult whenever G4 was in its prime. I so was probably like 10, 12, something like that, 13 even. Yeah. So I, I probably wasn't even a target audience for it even.
0: No, absolutely so I just feel not. Like
1: like the, the people who did watch it are like probably family people at this point or just older moved on. And there's just a lot of other places people go for video games these days. Like that you can look anywhere on YouTube and find someone whose opinion like lines up with yours who you will tell you like what games you like, like, oh, who, who fit that niche of game. So, like, I just feel like maybe G4 was like just maybe I don't want to say preying on that nostalgia, but like. They were maybe hoping it would work out, and they had a whole similar uh setup, kind of to like attack of the show style stuff. And they even had like a G not G four. They had a an X play like thing too. I just I just think it doesn't work by today's standards.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more focus on gaming today to where you have a much more diverse market, like you were saying. Like there's just uh a lot more to pull from, and so that was, I think that was G4 strength was there was nothing else at the time. Not to say that like it was necessarily bad. I mean,
1: it wasn't like a monopoly. Like what a monopoly would be, like maybe maybe in our opinion, it didn't feel like a monopoly. It was just filling a hole that was there. Yeah. It was filling a niche. And back then, like, I remember my, my, my dad would watch G4 with me and be like, I think this computer stuff is pretty cool. He would say, but he's like, I don't get a lot of the gaming stuff though. I'm like, and like, I remember seeing like old it wasn't csgo but like maybe counter-strike games it was like the old counter-strike like counter-strike one or two or something dumb like that on pc and i like watched that I'm like i never played that game but i watched a tournament for it and i thought that was cool as hell
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but nowadays like i can go on twitch and see all of that and i don't i don't care at all <laughs> yeah so it's just i just feel like that that's why it failed not for any other reason really I, i think that's in my opinion, the main reason. Yeah. Like, the market.
0: Yeah, I agree. But uh, it's still sad that uh, a lot of the people that were still employed there just immediately lost their employment. And uh, that part really sucks.
1: Yep, 100%. But uh, I will say for that Gerard person, like he's just going to go back to full time with his channel and keep making videos. Like Sometimes I will watch, that and watch his ch- videos. He makes fine videos. So not not everybody is just out and about like some people just moved on to other things they were already popular people who were just heading it so it's not terrible for everyone but i'm sure a lot of people were just devastated to like they were happy to be on it and devastated to just lose it so
0: yeah for sure (sighs) okay let's uh let's go ahead and talk about this bayonetta 3 stuff Mm -hmm. uh because there's a lot going on here
1: Yeah, a lot. Very recent. Very new.
0: So, uh, last week we did talk about um, Jennifer Hale was announced as the new voice actor for Bayonetta in Bayonetta 3. They were citing uh, overlapping schedules as the reason that Helena Taylor uh, could not be uh, returning as her role. We did did talk about that? Yeah, we did mention it last week.
1: Whoa. What did we say? Did we say that was like, oh, that sucks, but it just means that like. Schedules line up. Is that what we said? <laughs> that's what they said. That's what there was yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they said. But like, what what was our opinion on that? Is what I'm asking.
0: I mean, Je- just that Jennifer Hale is a good voice actress. So
1: yeah, yeah. Like, we're, like I think I remember seeing that. I don't remember talking about it. Just being like, oh yeah, scheduling happens, man. That happens. But turns out that's not true.
0: So, Helena Taylor has put out a series of videos. um explaining uh her side of what happened uh she claims that she was only offered four thousand dollars uh to reprise her role as bayonetta uh in talking about this stuff she is also breaking an nda she has now called on fans to boycott the upcoming release of bayonetta 3 um yeah like she she mentions a lot of stuff in her videos uh But a lot of it was just around the lines of uh, it's ridiculous to say that it was overlapping schedules. It was actually I was not going to get paid as much as I wanted to uh, or as much as I deserved for this role. Jennifer Hale also put out a statement after this. Jennifer Hale's statement was that she could not basically that she could not comment due to the NDA. She encouraged people to keep an open mind about the game, reminding everyone that a whole team worked on the game. So... Uh, now we have recently had some information come out. Uh, there was an article by Jason Schreier on, uh, Bloomberg. He said that, uh, two people involved in the negotiations for Helena Taylor's contract, uh, as well as documents related to that contract that were reviewed by Bloomberg, uh, actually show that Platinum actually offered Taylor... Uh, somewhere between $3,000 and $4,000 per session for at least five sessions, which would put the actual payout for uh, her role as Bayonetta at 15000 So right now we're at a point where we're having two opposing opinions, although to uh, be clear, Platinum themselves have not put out their own statement on this. They have remained silent. So... On one side, we have Helena Taylor saying this was all that was offered. On the other side, we have uh, a report that indicates from anonymous sources that that was actually not the case. So we don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, What I will say is this is pushing a conversation about voice actor pay in general. A lot of people have commented uh, in reaction to Helena Taylor. giving plenty of examples of people being underpaid. There are some people that talk about how much they've made being similar. There was one person, uh, who voice acted in breath of the wild, who did not, uh, who was only paid about $3,000 for voicing three characters in breath of the wild. There are other voice actors who have commented and weighed in and been more like, this is just how things are. Uh, they've said, you know, like, It works out if you do a lot of roles, stuff like that. Uh, There's also uh, people that point out that this is actually the industry standard based on uh, the union's uh, contracts, which uh, I actually looked up. The uh, union for voice actors is the Screen Actors Guild American Foundation of Television and Radio Artists. And they do have their contract available on the website, and it does essentially say that for uh union members at uh up to three voices for four hours a day uh each session would be about a thousand dollars. There are uh additional compensations made uh based on how many consecutive sessions you do, so that does also go up, but it is around a thousand dollars per session yeah, so this
1: the amount that she would have been paid seems correct.
0: It seems correct in the sense of this
1: is the standard. Yes. Yeah, exactly what you were saying, specifically what you were saying.
0: <laughs> I think that whether or not th- this turns out to be the case, uh, one way or the other, uh, this is still pushing a conversation about what voice actors should be paid because a yeah. thousand dollars a session, that makes sense to me for smaller roles uh, to have that kind of standard, where it's like, okay, you're just voicing a background voice, and you know, you this should be done in a session or so. Uh, when you have these big budget games with these big characters, you should absolutely be game, getting paid more. Bayonetta is a pretty popular character; uh, like, she's in Smash; like,
1: she's yep, she's, she's there for a reason. Yeah, she's a really popular character. Like uh, tra- we have were talking prior to the podcast that, like, if a character's in Smash, they're they're probably pretty popular.
0: Yeah, they're either pretty popular or old, uh, oh, basically.
1: Yeah, well, now now you're gonna cause me to go look at a roster of Smash characters to see who's recently added that was like old. Except yeah. Not well.
0: Okay, I don't want to call that old because of how it old is. we are.
1: Well. If if we're looking at the game specifically that Saphiroth came from, Final Fantasy seven Final Fantasy Seven's initial release date was ninety-seven. I know. <laughs> like like I I was four five. I was five when it came out. Well no, I was four. It was January thirty first. My birthday's in February.
0: So I would have been three at that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. The game's old, so the, I want to say that's like an example of a character who is older, but the reason that they, I believe, added him to Smash is because of the remake bringing sparking popularity again. Yeah. So, anyways, continue.
0: <laughs> but yeah, she's a pretty popular character uh, for a pretty big game company. Like, Platinum Games is a pretty... I mean, you could argue their niche. I don't think they are. They have a pretty uh, well-documented uh library of games
1: Uh, i feel like they do now like for me personally like i i'm one of those people who who like it's gonna sound so hipster but i'm kind of hipster for games like i'll get into some games pretty early before they get popular like whenever i saw like near and stuff bayonetta like i was like yeah this is this is like a niche dumb thing but nowadays like a lot of the games they've done are like i feel popular in the gaming circles if that makes sense like maybe if you're not a gamer you don't know their games sure why not but, like, I see these characters everywhere on Twitter, at the very least, and on the internet. Like, even if you don't game, you've seen Bayonetta. You've probably seen uh, near Automata characters at the very least, so... Just saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but my point is, if you're voicing for a popular game, especially if you have some, like, prominent characters, uh, especially if you have the protagonists... Uh, who has like two games prior, uh, you should be able to get more for your work. Uh, And this also highlights that everyone's getting flat rates. Uh, These are not, you're not getting residuals off of this. You're not getting uh, money for sales or anything. You're just getting what they pay you at time of service. Uh, There is a whole other argument about parsing out who should get residuals and who shouldn't. Uh, but, like, if you're not gonna get residuals off of it, you should be paid a fair sum at the begin like right out the jump again for characters that are like main characters uh for a large company uh that can absolutely afford it. That's my stance on this, like I don't think uh I don't know one way or the other. It sounds like we don't have the full story on this, so I can't sit go one way on the other on this story and who's right and who's wrong but i can say certainly that i thought that voice actors would get paid more uh especially for big budget games like breath of the wild and bayonetta and uh like borderlands games uh this is one of those instances where you're just like seeing a bit more behind the curtain and finding out that people don't get paid nearly as much as you expect them to
1: Yeah, whenever I hear, like, a big name, like, I've met a a decent amount of, like, anime voice actors before. I don't know, video game voice actors, but there's a lot of crossover, and I'm just like, yeah, this person's literally famous. Like, they're probably, like, millionaires, so, like, seeing that they get paid thousands for, like, a whole game is surprising to some extent. Yeah. Because you never know if they're, like, working on games back-to-back or, I mean, voice acting back-to-back. Maybe they only do like a couple things a year, so maybe they don't actually make that much money.
0: Yeah, if you were going off of this rate, you would have to do quite a bit of games to be able to make, uh, you know, make do, uh, just whatever you need to pay in life. Uh, yeah,
1: depending even... on where you live, I guess. But like most of these people live in like big places with big costs.
0: Yeah. And you kind of expect to move to those places with big uh, costs because that's usually where studios do business. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, hopefully we get like a statement from Platinum specifically because that it's weird yeah. that they haven't responded to this at all yet. Uh, and I would like to see what they have to say on the subject.
1: Yeah, I, I would like to see something official, too. Like, it's hard to get a good opinion on it. Um, I will say some people come out trying to say, like, they want to boycott the game. Don't do that. A lot of people put a lot of hard work into the game. Like, yeah, you like like Bayonetta, still play the game regardless, unless you truly, really like Helena Taylor's rendition of the character, and that would put you off. Maybe, maybe, maybe the game won't be for you then. But, like, don't boycott a game. A lot of artists and other voice actors and people put work into it don't you shouldn't boycott it just yeah. for this alone
0: <laughs> yeah and also don't uh shoot hate at the voice actors like yeah both Helena Taylor and Jennifer Hale have been the subject of both support on this matter but also uh you know derision and hate uh helena taylor for supposedly wanting more just wanting more money and like chasing paper you know uh i've seen a lot of that i've also seen on jennifer hills and a lot of like oh you're selling out or like something along those lines and it's like this is neither of them are really the problem i mean again we don't know what's going on with um uh, helena taylor versus platinum uh one way or the other but i don't think that either of them are the problem i think that at the end of the day, no matter how you parse this, it's the the company that's the problem. It's the people that are employing them that are the problem.
1: Yeah, this is like hiring people in upper like the people with a lot of money and doing all this stuff, I, I reckon. so.
0: And they are more yeah. than happy to let people hate on uh, these two voice act- actresses than like have people hating on them specifically. Any heat off of them is great for them.
1: Yeah, this is like a smokescreen for them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, we can go ahead and talk about uh our last story here. Uh, this is going to be about the amaranth stuff that happened over the weekend. Um, which thankfully we actually have a follow up on as well. As of today, I believe that came out this morning. Yeah. Um, this stuff is kind of like hard to talk about. Um, so Caitlin Siragusa, also known as Amaranth.
1: Oh, that's uh, her name. Oh, OK, that's her name. OK. Um,
0: during a stream on Sunday, uh, she revealed that she was married, but she also revealed that her husband was abusive. Uh, she talked about him exerting control over finances and excessively pushing her and like forcing her to work. Uh, her work being stuff like, uh, you know, streaming only ha- only fans, stuff like that. Um, so there were a series of uh clips that were shared uh of the stream. Uh, one of them showed her uh participating in a phone call with her husband, it was a very heated phone call. There's a lot of yelling from him. Um, there were uh the other streams, uh, the other clips were showing her you know talking about what's going on and what happens and how she's feeling. Uh, there was one last thing towards the end of the stream uh really weird someone uh was interrupted her off of camera and uh asked her like i think she asked if she was like okay or something but then towards uh the end of the clip she was like have you taken your meds and amaranth she seemed either confused or upset at her uh she was kind of like you know why are you asking me that
1: she's caught off guard by
0: it yeah um and so while she was saying that she also shut off the camera and that was the end of the stream and people were concerned, uh, obviously, uh, with that whole thing going on in a new stream, actually, uh, this morning as a recording, Amaranth, uh, reappeared. Uh, she pro- provided some, uh, good updates. Uh, she thanked everyone for their support. She talked about the phone call Uh, She broadcast it and said that apparently that her husband had listened to it. She said, quote, I think when he heard himself on that call, it really sunk in how much of an asshole he really is. She said that now he's getting help. Uh, She also says that she has full control of her finances again. Uh, Which is good. Uh, That's a good next step to the story. Uh, She says for the future, she will be, quote, seeking legal and emotional counsel, which is also good. Things are looking good for this uh story. Uh she f- seems to feel relieved. She talked about uh being able to have friends again, being able to uh just move on. And uh she wants to take she said quote, uh she's going to take some time to process things, spend some time with her animals and feel like a human again, which is a yeah. nice sentiment. Uh Yeah,
1: that's good. That's that's good.
0: I'm glad that this story us uh, you know ha- was like short and had like a positive ending cuz uh you know especially with the abruptness I don't I, to be clear I don't watch most streams and I also don't watch her but uh she even pointed out that like people that uh hate on her were even worried about this and like uh that's right I was worried about this when I heard about it it's very concerning the abruptness with which that stream ended and having a day of silence that's very concerning. And so to hear that everything's doing all right now, that's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this was it was a lot. There was just a weird few days where it was just like just like, oh wow, here's Amarath again in the news and then like, oh wow, that one video was really abrupt. Is she okay? <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was scary. It was scary it was... there for a minute.
0: Yeah, I was I uh, it was hard to listen to the videos. I didn't watch the full video for especially the phone call thing because it was just like it was hard. Uh you, if you listen to that um it, it's really hard to listen to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see the per, like understand the perspective of like if I was yelling at someone like that and then I had to hear myself yell at them I'm like yeah, that person's an asshole. Like if that that if that was enough to make you come to the realization, that's that's good. That should be
0: enough to make you come to realization. Like, honestly, that should be all it takes, is just hearing something like that and being like, oh, I am the asshole.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're done with that story. Uh, We can move on to upcoming
1: games now. Okay. We have a few. We have a few, yeah. We have a lot this time. So...
0: Uh first game I want to talk about is uh Batora Lost Haven. This releases on October 20th. Uh I looked into this game because I like the way it looked. It has a it's an isometric fantasy sci-fi ARPG, which is a lot of words I just said. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it looks very pretty. When I say fantasy sci-fi, it has that mixture of the sci-fi look with like magic stuff kind of incorporated. Uh and I like the um uh interplay of colors they have a sun and moon mechanic where your character can swap between the two to solve puzzles and stuff and uh it also comes out in attacks it looks like and so there's a constant interplay of uh like the orange and purple coloring uh which looks really p- pretty when you watch it
1: yeah they're uh, kind of complementary colors. so
0: yeah um, nice. yeah so uh the combat combines like hack and slash and twin shooter elements it really does look that way when you watch the gameplay. You you get the sense of like this is both like a little bit of Diablo, a little bit of like a, a like twin stick game. The way the camera moves around, but also the way the game plays shows both of them in action.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: it also has I a branching storyline with uh, multiple endings. So that's if, if that's what you're into, that's got it. Uh, it looks like a great game. Uh, it looks pretty nice. I like the way it looks. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would have clicked it just because it was purple. I like purple. <laughs> uh,
0: that's coming out October twentieth. Also coming out October twentieth, uh, Jackbox, Jackbox Party Pack Nine. Uh, we
1: have to explain what Jackbox is.
0: It's just a collection of mini games. I'm not going to explain each individual one because it's kind of hard for me to understand the new ones without having played them.
1: Yeah, All, like mostly. Yeah, like yeah, for the most part like Jackbox is like just a thing to play with like a group of people like a like a party setting. And like one person will just have to ha- own the game and the other people can literally just use their phone and use a website.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, really a, like, nice.
1: Room, it's convenient.
0: It's a very convenient accessible game for just a group of people that might not have any games.
1: It's good to play with the plebs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh the games include Fibbage 4, Quick Sort, uh junktopia non-sensory and rumoring
1: now is that just the new games or is that just the games that that one has
0: that's the games that that one has but they are technically new fibbage four is obviously fibbage but four uh but i think the other ones are new i'm not i mean maybe don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure that they said that the four other ones are new uh, that's coming out also October 20th, uh, also October 20th is, uh, Mario plus rabid sparks. Is that how you say that Mario plus Rab? I don't, should it be? And doesn't matter. It's explicitly a plus sign.
1: Yeah. That's how the, this, yeah, just continue.
0: Mario plus rabid sparks of hope. (laughs) Um,
1: so, uh, um, it's a tactical combat game with real time movement and stuff like, uh, this is this a sequel? I believe. No, is this a sequel?
0: There are other Mario plus Rabbids games. I don't know if this is a direct sequel to them or just saying this is a Mario plus Rabbids
1: universe game. No, yeah, this is a, this is a sequel to Kingdom Battle. Okay, that like, which came out in 2017. It's for, like I didn't play this game. I saw gameplay of it. It's uh, it's if you know if you're a gamer, it's XCOM. If you don't know what XCOM is, it's like tactical shooter type of thing. Not shooter, but like you're putting your units on the tile grid and there, there's a cover and stuff and they're shooting at each other, which you wouldn't expect from a game called Mario plus Rabbits. But uh, yeah, it's XCOM.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not the grid based movement, so it's a bit more freeform. And in fact, uh, when I say real time movement, you are just moving your character. It's not necessarily real time in the sense that things are actively shooting at you, but you're just physically moving your character to a spot. And also it incorporates some platforming, it looks like. So you're able to use any movement abilities or just jumping to get to certain spots, Uh, which is cool. There's not... Sometimes tactics games don't have that like vertical movement. Or if they do, it's very basic, just this is another tile and you can move to it.
1: Yeah, like... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a weird game series. Like the first one was it, it's like not tact like as you said it's not like tiles but like there's distances. There there's effectively an amount that a character moves and stuff and can shoot and do, like there's cover.
0: Yeah, you're given um, a radius that is your maximum movement and you can only move within that and then you're done moving for the turn.
1: Yeah. Uh I am interested in this game. Like it <laughs> looks like, I hate rabbits. Like, I like Rayman, and ra- rabbits are from Rayman, but I don't love rabbits.
0: <laughs> not going to lie. I forgot where they came from, and you said Rayman. I'm like, oh, God, Rayman.
1: Yeah, I don't. When Just me saying that makes me don't believe myself. <laughs> yep. I'm going to double check that now. I'm, I'm right, right? Like I, I'm I not think crazy. you're right.
0: I, I'm pretty sure you're right. I was just, I forgot about Rayman. When's the last time you heard about Rayman? Because it's been a minute for me.
1: Uh, the one Rayman game was uh, like incredibly popular. The, uh, the one side scrolling.
0: I've played was, Rayman before, like when I was like, younger. It's,
1: it's like Legends or Origins is like really, really popular. Like it, it's just a well done platforming game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rayman Raving Rabbids is where they introduced it. was a Wii game, 20, 2006. And that's where rabbits are from. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember why the hell they're in Mario though. I don't know. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Ubisoft game. Yeah. Anyways, uh <laughs> it, it's cool. It's like a tactical shooter, and I sucked at XCOM because the computers cheated. I don't know if you played XCOM, but the computers cheated.
0: Computers usually cheat though. That's that's like common. It,
1: It'd be like, you have a 96% chance to hit the enemy, and you'll hit and you'll shoot and you'll miss. But then the enemy's like 10% chance to hit you. It'll hit you, crit you, and kill you, and it has permadeath. Like, i am like, I'm salty. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, it looks cute. I like, there's like a cool bunch of movement things. It's not only really like shooting, it's like goofy. And I don't know if kids will actually play this, because it's weird. Like, this might be too much for children but from the gameplay it looks very like it's easy it's manageable so like I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I I might play it but uh it's a Nintendo game so that means it'll be $60 perpetually forever and ever so
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um okay next game. Uh this one's going to be quick. This is Vampire Survivors. This is the 1.0 launch.
1: What? That's so, crazy. Yeah. Uh
0: it is actually releasing. It's on October 20th as well. Uh, it's gonna be
1: next to nothing, five dollars. You bet.
0: Uh, quick recap: Vampire Survivors is just the like kind of auto battler thing. You're just a two D character moving around a map with uh, moves that constantly go off around you.
1: I would not explain this as an auto battler, like auto chess.
0: Yeah, it's I, not an
1: auto battler.
0: It's not the auto best way to explain it. A is a re-
1: is a reverse bullet hell. Like you think of a bullet hell. If you don't know what that is, I'm not gonna explain it. But like. If you think of a bullet hell, like you're the person trying to dodge the bullets and your, your character's just sh- like a ship or whatever, or a character's just shooting on a plane. A reverse bullet hell is that you are the character's sh- shooting stuff and the enemies are trying to like avoid you to some extent. So, and it's just automatic is what you're trying to say. Like an yeah. automatic reverse bullet hell. So you're just trying, you're what you're essentially doing, all you're doing is just avoid dying. The rest is being taken care of. That sounds really boring. Vampire survivors is the one who pretty much coined this whole thing, like this, the way that this plays out not the bullet hell genre, but this reverse bullet hell thing. And like a bunch of people copied it and cloned it. There's tons of makes on this vampire survivors game that is finally coming out. And it came out last year or the beta or whatever came out last year, early access. I don't know what to say about that stuff anymore, but it's cool that this is finally releasing. This is only like one person that works on it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I've had a lot of fun with the game. Uh, It sounds like a boring concept. It's actually very addicting, yeah. Uh, I have 25 hours in it for the short, like, I think, week or two that I played it, maybe. Uh, it was one of the games that I just went to when I had nothing to do and ended up spending like two or three hours at a time playing it.
1: Yep. I I have 29 hours. I remember whenever I, I got on pretty early in this game and I would explain it to our friends and our friends had zero interest in it. And eventually they're like, yeah, I saw a streamer playing it and I'm going to play it now. And they like 100% of the game multiple times, every time it got updated, you had to read 100% it from whatever point you were at, and it's just like, explaining the game does not do the game justice, is what I'm trying to say here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay, Uh, moving on, this is the last game that's coming out October 20th. Um, This is Warhammer 40k, uh, Shooter's Blood and Teeth.
1: I love that this game is coming out.
0: I actually didn't know anything about it, I had to look it up. But it's like a two two C- D side scrolling like class shooter, uh, that also has like PVP. It also has co op. Uh, both things you can do online, which is nice because uh, with these types of games, that's not always a thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, do you have
0: more info on it? If you know about it,
1: uh, if you've ever played Metal Slug, it's like that. Okay. Um, no. What I love about this game, uh, as far as forty K goes, I i'm eh on it it's a little too depressing for me and as far as playing a tabletop game i don't play it i just like the lore of it and stuff but my favorite thing about 40k like 100 love are the orcs i love them they're dumb as shit (laughs) they're they just fight and they're and, and the coolest thing about them is they're not conventional orcs i mean they're big green dudes but they're fungus but they're like these dumb funguses that just they just fight. That's all they do, and the, and they they just murder, they're like murder, or kill, and then they use teeth teeth as a currency, like just by like bashing teeth out of other orcs and stuff, and other big monsters or a- aliens and stuff, probably tyranids. And like that sounds dumb, but like in the forty k universe, these are the happiest people. <laughs> 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 like like even the humans suck they're they're evil (laughs) like there's no good guys these are the closest you get to a good guy unless you like like Tao. Uh, they're communists and like that i I think this is fun it's goofy i like that like so many people are allowed to take the 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 40k stuff and just run with it now because games workshop used to be really specific specific with what they do with their property but like this is one of the many many game 40k games that are gonna keep coming out every couple months um i just think this is cool. I don't know if I play it because there's no price on it yet, but it, you know we'll see in a couple days because everything's coming out the twentieth apparently.
0: Yeah, uh, you've told me about the the orcs from Forty K, and they definitely sound like the most entertaining thing. I would argue they're even pretty entertaining in fantasy, uh, from what I've seen. They but, they uh,
1: are, but they're in, in normal fantasy, like Warhammer fantasy. They're not fungus; they're just like another race that reproduces and stuff. These guys literally just run around and they spread fungus, and they just grow out of being just fungus.
0: that's awesome
1: it's it's so dumb and just saying that you're like wow that's dumb like i love it i love it so much
0: (laughs) all right um next game that is coming out uh this is october 21st this is the new tales from the borderlands uh so this is just uh the follow-up to tales from the borderlands so it's the uh story-based uh choose your own adventure type telltale game type thing uh this takes place one year after the events of borderlands 3
1: yeah um this is interesting because it's not telltale like i guess gearbox just bought the rights to this and the developers and stuff because telltale right?
0: essentially like shut down
1: they shut down they were bought out and shut down yeah um so
0: yeah this is now this, a gearbox game
1: this is, it was very interesting because the other tells in borderlands was really successful and borderlands 3 takes place after it like there's characters from Tales that, that are in 3, and then this is after 3, which is really, like, I love that this is, exists. Um, I probably won't play this, but I'll definitely watch videos on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Borderlands does have an interesting uh, like storyline to it, if you follow it. Uh, so it's really cool to have these types of games where you get that uh, that story, especially from the point of view of different people than the like people you play mm-hmm. in the games that are different to say the least
1: <laughs> good way to explain it um it's really goofy it actually holds the same like at least tells of from the Borderlands held the same energy and like humor that the other borderlands held like if you've never seen tells from the borderlands there's a video of one of the scenes of uh them being like a finger gun shootout it is the goofiest dumbest shit i've ever seen and it makes the whole game
0: yeah yeah, that one gets shared around a lot. It's silly and great and awesome. Uh so yeah, that one's coming out October twenty first. Also coming out October 21st is Gotham Knights. Uh this one's getting been getting a lot of talk. Uh people are excited for this one.
1: Why? Is this is this another just Arkham City, like one of the millions of those, or however many there are seven or eight of them?
0: Uh not exactly. So this is an open world ARPG. Ah, uh, this takes place after Batman's death. The playable characters in it are Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin.
1: Um, Four Robins. Okay.
0: Tim is the is the Robin. Robin.
1: These are all Robins.
0: Yeah. Well, is Batgirl Robin?
1: I don't know. This one might be. I, I <laughs> guess Batgirl. I guess isn't.
0: You know more DC than I do. To be fair
1: uh there there is a there is a robin that is a red-headed female red, hood,
0: red hood is an ex-robin and nightwing is also an ex-robin i do know that mm-hmm. but uh yeah so uh yeah my impression of this game is it feels kind of like a mix between just like gta and a an ubisoft game
1: Are uh, all the arkham games have been lately
0: uh, it has different combat than I would say the Arkham Asylum games or like the Arkham series had. Uh, what's the video right
1: now? If it's not that exactly what I'm expecting, combat
0: it's a, it's more of an RPG esque kind of combat. Uh, there are even elemental moves. Uh, Nightwing shoots off a thing that looks straight up like, like a frost wall, like That's it just cool. looks like he's doing magic. I mean
1: that's fun it's just whenever i see these games i just think of the whole like press when enemy swings at you press a and you just automatically counter them and break their neck but don't yeah kill it's them. not that so it's okay, not the
0: right. it's not the like old assassin's creed ubisoft combat
1: yeah uh, it's I more of like new
0: that. new ubisoft uh if i had to categorize so it's, it, it's more of the new it's also going to
1: be different than like the spider-man game that came out recently the one that was really successful because that was that was just that combat system too pretty much
0: if it was the like counter system then no yeah it's different from that okay yeah uh it does so that combat though that is in this one this is my personal opinion it looks kind of slow like i can't tell if it was because of the person i watched or because it does just seem slow uh because like the person i watched did start to bother me with how they were playing Uh, because like they wouldn't follow up on dodges. Like they just kept dodging too much, which highlights. Another thing that I want to say is Nightwing's dodge roll looks dumb as hell. Uh, Uh if you, if you watch, uh, he does a, his version of a, like a dodge roll has him do this weird sideways jump, uh, which by itself, especially if you're dodging attack, it looks cool when you do it repeatedly, it looks dumb as hell like if you dodge the way you would dodge normally in a game you're just kind of spamming dodge sometimes and it looks dumb uh when repeated over and over again
1: yeah i'm starting to see what you're saying um yeah let's see that okay this is the reason i had that belief that it would be that old system because that other system was really fluid and fast it was just it was just the same thing for like 10 games um yeah i see what you're saying with this being like an rpg this is like that one is how assassin's creed is nowadays where it is an rpg essentially yeah that's what i was trying to say okay yeah i yeah it does seem a little slow though huh um i can't wait to play this uh in like two years when it's the game of the year edition for like five bucks
0: (laughs) Uh, the, the GTA portion of what I was saying was partially because of how the open world works. There is like some vertical movement it looks like, but there's also just like a motorcycle you ride around, but also there are police that you can upset. And I don't know if there's like a star system like GTA, but it does have some degree of if you upset the police, you're going to have to fight them or run. And also they're super strong and you shouldn't fight them because you don't get anything from fighting them. Mm-hmm. so uh that's the gta portion that i was saying uh which it feels weird to reduce a game to that but like uh if i'm just trying to explain it's, the gameplay it's, yeah.
1: it's fine like I, I personally be like no i get it it's that's that's gta yeah that's how i would explain jack and dexter too. it has gta style things where there's like a star system and the cops want to kill you and you if you're just killing them but you're not getting anything for it.
0: yeah um, yeah, I don't know if you see anything that you feel like commenting on.
1: No, you've explained it perfectly fine. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. Um, we can talk about our last game here, which comes out on October 25th. Uh, this game is Garbage Pale Kids Mad Mike and the Quest for Stale Gum. Wait,
1: where, where? What was this for? What was this is, this is for
0: mainly PC? I don't know if it's releasing anywhere else. Uh, it's on Steam. Uh, this is a game about Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, it is made in the style of an NES game. That is the point of this game is to make an uh, NES-, NES style Garbage Pail Kids video game because it seems like the developers are saying like it's weird that these two very popular things in the 80s did not come together. Uh, like th- It's weird that there's no NES game for Garbage Pail Kids as popular as they were back then. Is what they're saying.
1: Are you going to explain what Garbage Pail Kids is? Or do you want me to do that? I'll let you do that. I don't want to, but all right. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids was like a trading card game. Not, I mean, not like a trading, like it's just trading. It was like a collectible, like on all the, like this was the eighties or early nineties that they came out. It was before my, I don't want to say before my time, but like, I know my brother had these and he had to have stickers of them and stuff, but, um, they're gross. They're disgusting. Like I'm I'm not being like woke about it. Like th- this is just like kids throwing snot and stuff and throwing up and like th- these were just garbage children. Like <laughs> it's called garbage and, pail kids. Yeah. Like I could, if I looked really hard. I could probably find some somewhere in my collection of cards. I don't covet them or anything. I would rather throw them in the garbage cause they're gross, but like that's garbage pail kids. It was just a gross collectible card game. I don't
0: know what Mad Bike is, though. What? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I assume that they either made it up or pulled from Garbage Pail Kids lore, if that's a thing. Uh, this is just an action platformer in the style of an NES game. It also has a trading card system in it, so presumably you just collect Garbage Pail Kids cards. Um, it. Uh, when I say in the style of an NES game, it has four playable characters, six levels, I mean, it has a trading card system, but, like, that's it. It's six levels, four playable characters. Uh, so it is as short as an NES game.
1: Uh, yeah, Mad Mike was just a garbage pail kid from the first series. Oh, well, there you go. Of of cards.
0: And he's looking for stale gum. Because he is a garbage pail kid.
1: Yeah, th- these are, like, just little babies looking all fucking... Oh, my God. All gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's one last thing I wanted to point out about it, which, uh, confuses me. So, uh, as part of the description, it says that, um, it is, uh, an authentically retro game designed for actual hardware. In my mind, that says it is designed to be compatible with the NES, like theoretically, but the, uh, system requirements don't add up because the minimum system requirements for memory alone are four gigabytes of ram uh i don't know if you've looked at old hardware system requirements but i have and they could not even dream of that much ram back then uh maybe theoretically like some secret base has that but like uh, if you look at old, like, uh, games that came out later than this theoretically would have, like, uh, I, I've looked at the Warcraft one specs. It requires something like 128 megabytes of Ram. Uh, and that was like a normal amount where it was like, this is gonna run games. So four gigabytes of Ram is too much, two gigabytes of available space. I mean, you know how much a floppy disk could hold. It was not that much. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I that's just something that confused me i don't know what they mean by for actual hardware other than the graphics just look like they could have been on an nes but yeah.
1: that would not like an nes game
0: yeah that would not take that much ram to run or that no. much space to hold
1: yeah uh, let me reemphasize: emphasize uh, garbage pill kids are specifically stickers but they're kind of in the form of like trading cards yeah uh, I just want to reiterate that, just in case someone says like it, it falls under trading cards, but they are effectively all stickers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that was the last game. Uh, that's all the games that we've got for upcoming in the next week.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a week. It was a week indeed. We'll, we'll probably have follow up on some of these.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's going to go ahead and close out our podcast for the week then. So, um, in the meantime, we appreciate you all listening. Thank you so much. We will see you later and don't forget to do your dailies and your weeklies. Bye Bye.